0: the entire work profile or the job description of the payroll professionals has to change. Rather than them focusing on the operational uh, side of things, I see them acting more as an advisor in key uh, decision-making, in strategic help. And somewhere uh, payroll professionals have not been invited uh, to the board. Uh, I see them capturing the board seat as well with all this kind of vast information of data that they have and uh, the kind of business sense that they can bring along.
1: Welcome to the payroll podcast with your host Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the payroll podcast. And welcome to everyone across the globe because today is Monday, the 6th of September, the beginning of national. Payroll Week here in the UK and to kick off the celebrations in style I'm bringing to you all a fantastic guest to today's show but before I reveal him all to you let me introduce myself my name is Nick Day CEO of JGA Recruitment we're a specialist global payroll recruitment firm and I'm the host of this wonderful podcast which you can find on iTunes, Spotify and of course on every other podcast channel it's also available on our own website jgarecruitment.com and if you haven't already subscribed I implore you to do so Please, please subscribe today. Your support is very much appreciated. Right, let me introduce you to today's guest because today I'm joined on the Payroll Podcast by Rohit Mathur, Head of HR Payroll Business Units for Global Payroll Provider, Ramco. Now Rohit is an HCM payroll professional with over 20 years experience in payroll consulting, pre-sales, program management, business development and more. He has successfully set up regional and global payroll operations from scratch for Ramco who are very much a next-gen enterprise software player in the market. They're disrupting the world of global payroll and we're going to be talking all about that during the course of this podcast. Now with over 1,900 employees, spread across 24,000 offices globally. Ramco are a business that are leading the way when it comes to leveraging AI and machine learning. Two hot topics that are very much in in the market at the minute being discussed within the payroll community. So I'm really, really keen to find out more about that during the course of this podcast as well. And of course, behold the future of payroll. It's National Payroll Week, right? So it's gonna be driven by AI. It's gonna be driven by machine learning. It's gonna be driven by innovations. We've got powered chatbots now, which are answering payroll queries. We've got salary computation. We've got net pay anomaly detectors that are spotting problems in the payroll cycle. But Rohit is the expert when it comes to this subject. I'm going to bring him into the show. Rohit, how are you feeling? Tell us about AI and machine learning today.
0: Well, Nick, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm a big fan of yours. And uh, I think it's great to be here uh, sharing the dash with you and uh, uh, sharing some of my learnings and experiences on this forum. Uh, So looking forward to a very interesting conversation today.
2: Me too. I'm super excited to have you on the show. So let's get stuck in because there has been a lot of talk recently about AI, about machine learning and payroll. Not everyone necessarily is familiar with what those terms are. But it does appear, which is why I've advised you to this podcast today, very much so, that Ramco at the cutting edge of this technology and innovation. I mean, you are already providing chatbot services, voice services, even facial recognition type services that all help improve the workforce management process and also to deliver a more compliant payroll service, not just in the UK, but globally. I believe you provide over 50 countries worldwide already. So with all that going on, how much is truth? You know, how much is... Generally, this information and this technology helping the payroll process, how much of it is is hype? And uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about what these solutions are and perhaps how they're benefiting the payroll process? Nick, let me
0: start by saying uh, it's no more a sci-fi movie concept (laughs) or uh, a topic that used to be uh, discussed uh, in the academia circle. Uh, This is for real. Uh, And I guess uh, if you look at AI and ML as a concept, um, it's right now getting adopted by various industries to improve. Uh, the productivity and efficiency and i guess payroll uh is is no exception i guess we have as many use cases to improve our uh, productivity and efficiency using uh an ai and it's a reality uh, that you can't afford to ignore anymore uh you can't afford to put it uh on the back burner uh it's it's for here uh, to stay and i guess the sooner we realize how uh, deeply it's getting ingrained uh in in the automation i think it'll be better for um all the organizations that are looking for. Uh, payroll transformation
2: and also a lot of these um technologies innovations are about now improving the employee experience and i think that's been a real shift in payroll we've seen talent now being a real a driver for workforce productivity being able to retain the best talent be able to attract the best talent is obviously what i'm involved in but also the payroll now hurt the a team now has a much bigger role to play in improving that employee experience. So can you talk a little bit about some of the innovations from a tech perspective that have come into the payroll cycle that are, are aimed at improving that employee engagement experience and that, and that payroll cycle experience?
0: Uh, well, uh, let me start uh, by, by uh, commenting on your employee experience, which I think um, is something uh, that's probably much more contextual today. Um, uh, given the way uh, the employee morale uh, have to be boosted in today's time. They're all alone working from home uh, and it's exceedingly getting important uh, that the um, employee experience is is elevated. And I guess uh, AI and ML come to a huge rescue out there. Uh, And it's not only uh, from end user perspective, but also from professionals like us uh, who are managing the payroll day in and day out. How does the employee uh, experience there get elevated? Uh, by using our AI and ML platform. Coming back, um, I guess the entire uh, concept around uh, employee experience to me, uh, Nick, is uh, the autonomy that you give to your employees in terms of their data uh, and in terms of their uh, processes. How much can they control? What's the kind of uh, transparency or visibility uh, do they have on their data? Uh, do they have on their uh, processes? Are they dependent too much on their help desk? Are they dependent on uh, any any third party to do their job? And I guess that's where we uh, introduced a whole lot of features that uh, aim to elevate uh, the employee experience. And starting with, as you rightly pointed out, the virtual assistants, which we call as chatbots. And uh, these chatbots are not only um, uh, transactional, which means they can apply leave for you. They can pull up your payslip but they are a lot more intelligent because they are learning from your patterns and they're trying to prompt you uh, to take action. So a simple example could be, if you don't turn up uh, for office, uh, the chatbot would prompt you to say, you haven't applied for leave because you haven't reported to the office during your reporting time. Do you want me to apply leave for you? So it's more like prompting you. And then there is this intelligence angle that comes into the picture. So a simple example could be, I got my payslip and I'm not too sure Uh, how the entire payslip has been calculated because what I got last month looked very different uh, than what I got this month. And the chatbot will help you understand after using the AI prowess or AI algorithms to say, hey, um, last month you bought some additional shares and hence the tax implication was different. Or uh, your CPF looks different because you have moved into a different age bracket and hence the CPF computation looks very, very different. So it's trying to give you meaningful insights by analyzing the past patterns uh, and the historical data uh, that, that it's sitting on. Now let's move on uh, to what we are calling as the personalization aspect, because as I said, uh, to me, chatbots is more like a virtual assistant, which is much more yeah. intelligent. Uh, and uh, apart from doing your transactional stuff, it's also helping you personalize a lot of things. So Uh, When you're using a system, um, and let me take a very simple example, like uh, uh, applying for your travel request. If I'm somebody who's traveling day in and day out from uh, New York to uh, Washington, why should I be filling that data again and again? And if my cost code is not changing, why should I sort of filling that data again and again? So that's how the system would try and learn your past pattern, saying that, okay, you've traveled to New York to Washington five times last uh, uh, month maybe that's the default that I should keep it for you. So it's trying to default a lot of data uh, by personalizing these screens for you. Now come back to payroll professionals or people who are actually processing the payroll link. Uh, What do I want to see? I really want to uh, understand if uh, at a preset level, uh, based on my past patterns, the system can automatically trigger my payroll processing. Saying that, okay, on, on 8th of every month, you have your cutoff and let me start the payroll preparation. Uh, It'll prompt you to say you start your payroll preparation on it. Do you want me to do that? When you start doing that, it'll automatically prompt uh, people for the missing information. So five employees do not have uh, their bank account details uh, uploaded. It'll start triggering those emails, collect the information and run the payroll uh, process for you. And all of this, imagine uh, that you're able to monitor just like you would order food from Zomato or any food app. And you can see... Your food is getting prepared. Your food is on the way. It will hit you in the next 15 minutes. All of that can be tracked uh, by this bot, uh, which we call a stock bot, by the way, uh, for the payroll administrator. And the payroll administrator can clearly see that I would be able to process my entire payroll in next one hour. And right now, this is the status of my payroll. So many uh, pay sets have been processed, or these are the missing informations for which the system is already asking for details uh, from the relevant stakeholders. So that's how you would elevate the employee experience both on the end employee side as well as the payroll administrator side by employing intelligent virtual assistants.
2: Sure it sounds like chatbot technology has come on an awful long way. I remember when it first started being talked about and it seemed very basic in, in, its, in its premise but actually it seems to have evolved Quite considerably. And actually, you know, I remember doing podcasts talking about the the, the interactive payslip, for example. But this is kind of, kind of taking it a step further because it's not just the user clicking into the payslip to see what things are. You've actually got a virtual assistant, as you put it, telling you what these things mean and guiding you through the process. And I love that that um that uh fast food type of process where actually you can log in and see it's being prepared. And I would guess, because there'll be some payroll professionals out there worried that that these tasks are, are taking away from what they do? And, and is that a risk for them long term? My argument would be just listening to what you were saying there, Rohit, would be that actually the one bit that they you want payroll people focused on what they do best, which is processing and calculating payroll, right? So if the virtual assistant can take off some of the burden of the inquiries and, and the things that actually could be asked quite simply, then that allows them to spend more time doing what they do best, which is the the payroll administrative side. Would you agree with that? Or actually, from your perspective, is the process side also? to be automated and changed. No, I
0: completely agree with you, uh, Nick. I I don't think so it's going to be an either-or situation. It's not uh, really a man versus machine the way it's made out to be. Of course. Um, I would uh, contend that uh, AI is not going to replace humans. I think as decision makers, they're still going to be around. However, AI would be a faithful assistant, if I can call, uh, which will be able to sort of take care of your repetitive task, uh, proactively identify errors, uh, frauds, Um, and and letting payroll teams do much more strategic uh, and innovative job. And I guess somewhere I would tend to believe, Nick, that the entire job description of a payroll professional Uh, would be under a mega change. Uh, Rather than mundane operations on uh, spending energies in operational tasks, I guess they'll be able to spend time on the bigger picture, um, able to contribute to the strategic and uh, decision-making capabilities of an uh, organization. So no more, I think, the job description would read that you need to process the payroll, you would need to reconcile the data, you need to issue the payslip, you need to answer the queries. I guess all of that can be done uh, by your uh, AI, ML, Chatbots that you have deployed out there. However, I think the entire work pyramid uh, of payroll professionals can be changed, or it can be rather than uh, it can be upside down. I would say rather than having uh, minimal strategic thinking or strategic actions, uh, you would have much more of that to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And if you really, if you really look at Nick, um, they're sitting on huge information. They're sitting of such vast data that they can really help the organization to take a lot more uh, informed decision, uh, a lot more uh, um, uh, strategic thinking that they can sort of infuse. And simple examples could be, you know, is my entire resource pyramid correct? Uh, do I have more contractors? Am I paying much more overtime than I should be paying or rather than I should be hiring uh, a few new resources? Um, where should I hire? I mean, based on the cost uh, that I'm incurring, uh, what's the best location of hiring uh, uh, my employees as my uh, next level of growth? Um, can I, in, in today's times, I think it's very important to also sort of predict, uh, can, I, can I really predict if my employees are burning out? And how would you do that, Nick? I mean, you can probably look at the span of control of that employee, the kind of overtime hours that he's putting up. All of those are indicators for you to sort of analyze if at all, some of your employees are uh, nearing a burnout stage and you need to do something about it.
2: Sure. Uh, Mental health is absolutely. a real subject right now, which needs addressing absolutely. particularly in the pale community. We know particularly during the pandemic that many pale professionals have worked in so many hours. Let's not even try and put a number to it because there's so many. And definitely the burnout is, is, is a concern. And I would argue as well, that in the way that you've put it, which I quite liked, you talked about chatbots and then, you actually call it a virtual assistant. I don't think there are many pale professionals out there right now that if you offered them a PA, you know, it be a real person. So if you would like a PA, it's, we're gonna fund it for you as a business to help you with those tasks. They would all, you know, snap your arm off for it. They would love to have an assistant with them helping you. So I guess this is the same. It's just that if rather than a personal assistant, it's a virtual assistant. And if they can utilize the virtual assistant, as you say, to take off some of the tasks that they don't like doing or that, that are time consuming, so they can focus on that strategic element then that has to be win-win. And I think you put that really nicely on that virtual assessment kind of uh, view on it, which I think was really, really quite smart. But how does it differ then from some of the things you've talked about when we talk about AI and ML, how does that differ from classic RPA or robotic process automation? We've heard an awful lot in the news about, maybe not as much now as it was a year ago, but even so, how does AI and ML differ from classic automation? So uh, Nick, uh, we started with that discussion. See, uh- your
0: normal automation or your normal RPA is all about taking your manual efforts out of tasks that are repetitive and predictable in nature uh, without any uh, intelligence built into it. Um, And if you look at a simple definition of automation is you sort of prescribe some set rules uh, and the system would be able to remove the manual dependency and automate that. However, when you are using something like an AI, uh, it's thinking and learning uh, based on past patterns, is gathering and analyzing data. Um, it's uh, trying to uh, find out outliers, and it's also trying to reason them. And if I can just uh, lay it in a very very simple uh, terminology, Nick, it's almost the automation is like running a battery operated toy. It'll run, but the moment it has an obstacle, it'll tumble and it'll stop. Okay. Right. However, when you are using a Toy which is AI and ML infused uh, it will learn on what can cause such obstacles. It will forewarn you uh, to avoid those obstacles. And if in case you sort of run into them, what is the best way out? So, and all of that it's doing based on the uh, experiences that it's got. Don't to say that you have to commit mistakes from, sure. uh, to, 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 to learn it. Uh, you also have a whole lot of historical data that you can pump into your uh, AI and ML engine. Uh, and it can automatically start learning from it. So I guess it's it's as uh, simple um, between differentiating uh, uh, automation project and uh, uh, AI ML uh, based project. If you bring it in the payroll context or payroll parlance, um, let me pick up an example around validation. Uh, Nick, um, if you just have your uh, pay output for a particular month, you would generally want to compare it with last two months and say, okay. so many variances, but I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I, I got variances for 10 employees across five pay elements and I don't know what happened. However, when I'm infusing it with the AI ML engine, uh, it's going across the history and it's saying, okay, uh, there are bonuses that get paid in some months and hence there could be an aberration in few months. Um, There could be, uh, uh, as I said, CPF that can be varying because somebody's age profile uh, change and hence uh, there is is a different CPF element uh, attached to it. Or somebody has moved to a different tax zone and hence their taxation is different. All of those reasoning, uh, not only identifying the outlier, but also coming up with those reasoning is something that, Uh, An AI ML based uh, payroll engine can definitely bring to the table. So it's a lot more automation with intelligence uh, and bringing in reason to it.
2: I know it it makes total sense. It can work both in harmony with automation, of course, which already people have there, but also actually could replace if it gets smarter as well. Should should payroll professionals manage the ROI, the return on investment for um, AI and ML type solutions in the same way that we measure for? automation In automation, a simple calculation would be we used to take x amount of uh, hours to do this task. And now with automation, it takes you know, it takes minutes. So we can see that the calculation, the return of investment for us as we're saving this many hours, which you know, c- correlates to this much money. Is it the same way that you should measure ROI for AI and ML type solutions? Was it different?
0: Uh, yes and no, uh, I would say, Nick, because you know definitely some of your uh, basic uh, parameters uh, for measuring the productivity uh, will certainly be, be will be the same. So you know how many FTs are you taking to process your uh, payroll, for example, would yeah. would be one classic uh, uh, KPI to monitor your automation. Uh, however, I think the AI ventures into different direction um, where a lot more human dependency can be reduced. Uh, for example, help desk. I think we definitely needed people to answer queries, uh, which are uh, sort of more analytical-based, uh, which are more intelligence-based. Uh, however, all of that can be done by intelligent chatbots. And we've seen organizations going down um, on their help desk um, substantially by deploying intelligent virtual assistants like chatbots. However, the main uh, KPI, if you really ask me, is the accuracy levels because, you know, automation cannot guarantee uh, very high accuracy levels of your payroll process. Whereas an AI ML engine can guarantee that as well, which in turn to me looks like uh, a reflection of your CSAT scores. Uh, How uh, satisfied are your customers? So rather than saying, how efficiently am I running my payroll because of my accuracy and because of my time illness, how effective are my CSAT scores? And then second uh, part to that would be based on the employee experience that you are able to generate. Uh, what is your employee satisfaction uh, level in an organization? So while you still keep your standard uh, KPIs around FTE per payroll process, um, you know the kind of cost reduction that you can get, but I guess e- these are the soft factors in terms of the satisfaction levels of both your customers and employees. Uh, which definitely needs to be uh, taken into account.
2: Well, I know it's something that uh, Ramco takes seriously. And to give you a little bit of a plug, I know that uh, in my research for this podcast, Ramco recognized as a leader for the fourth consecutive year in the neat matrix of payroll services by Nelson Hall Research, which I thought was really interesting. But we're talking a lot about how tech can improve the payroll process. And you mentioned how it was really interesting your. Uh, your visual reference of, of turning the pyramid upside down so that payroll professionals are doing less of the, the administrative tasks and more of the strategic. But there are going to be payroll people concerned about potentially the future of payroll. As it gets more and more automated or smarter or intelligent or, or more technology that get, comes into the cycle, are they going to be needed less? So if we're saying tomorrow that you know a lot of these processes can be automated or changed or improved with machine learning and AI, What is the future role for payroll managers from your perspective? How do you see the future role of the payroll manager? Uh, So Nick,
0: uh, as I said, I think uh, the entire work profile or the job description uh, of the payroll professionals has to change. Uh, Rather than them focusing on the operational uh, side of things, uh, I see them uh, acting more as an advisor in key uh, decision making, um, in um, strategic uh, uh, help, And somewhere uh, payroll professionals have not been invited uh, to the board. Uh, I see them capturing the uh, board seat as well with all this kind of vast information of data that they have and uh, the kind of uh, business sense that they can bring along uh, by some of the analysis that I just described to you, Nick.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more.
2: We've talked a little bit about AI and the employee experience as well. We've talked about how that can improve and how actually the role of the employee now is more central than ever. And although paywall is kind of transactional in nature, we now know that payroll touches every single employee in different ways and, and it can add or even detract from the employee experience productivity, attraction, retention, all of those things. We're we're seeing in the market, not just Ramco, but many, many payroll providers talking about different solutions and innovations that can improve that payroll cycle experience can improve that employee experience. Can you tell us more about some of what those innovations are? Because you know, I'm seeing things in the news like touchless payroll pay on demand, which are the ones that the payroll man should really be tuning into that can genuinely improve that employee experience? And which are the ones that that you are, are most passionate about that you think really does deliver real real results, I guess, to the employee engagement piece.
0: See, Nick, for um, a payroll professional, I think the key is to get their employees paid on time uh, and accurately uh, without no. any uh, errors, right? So I think the major drive uh, for from my perspective uh, for AI and ML is to ensure that the people are getting paid correctly on time um, and there are no accuracy issues out there. And that's where it starts from, uh, where all you can improve the accuracy and remove the manual dependency um, uh, on on, on the payroll professionals. If you still look at it, while uh, the organizations have a system, they still tend to rely or trust their employees uh, for the reconciliation, for ensuring that whatever the system has generated uh, is correct. And we haven't missed out um, uh, any, any major areas out there. Um, And that's where, um, Nick, we as an organization are focusing heavily on what we call as anomaly and reasoning engine, uh, which uh, not only identifies outliers, but is also trying to understand what led uh, to those outliers. And uh, in the report that they give to uh, the payroll professionals, they would clearly say, you don't need to, you know, search the haystack. You just need to focus on these 15 employees who are showing uh, a variance. And the variance is because of these possible reasons, verify and you are done with it. So that engine really helps us improve uh, the entire cycle time uh, as well as accuracy. And uh, one of the data points that we have is one of our customers who had some 50,000 employees, had some uh, 300 odd payments and had multiple reports to validate the output was taking almost close to eight to 10 hours uh, to get the entire validation complete. Uh, when we deployed our uh, AI and ML engine, which is the anomaly and reasoning engine, uh, the entire validation got finished within within minutes. So there was a huge, huge saving uh, that one could see uh, because of uh, deploying an engine like that. The second part is around compliances. It's not only calculation, but also keeping a track of compliances, Nick. Uh, And from a compliance perspective, I guess the complexity on the statutory requirements is compounding, you know, with the... uh, current context and the situation that we all are in the employees are getting um hired in any of the locations across the globe. they are operating from any location that they want uh, and i guess that's a norm that probably will set in and it will put a whole lot of pressure um, on the regulation and compliance requirement uh that's where we are also using the ai and ml engine to ensure that we don't miss out on any of those uh, compliance. So for all the 50 countries that we support in and for all the subject areas uh, that we support from a compliance perspective, uh, we have these AI-based web crawlers um, who are searching the entire internet uh, for information pertaining to any changes that are happening in these 50 countries. uh, And also trying to understand what are the kind of discussions that are happening uh, on various forums for the interpretation of those changes. So sure. proactively we get to know what are those changes that are coming up and what impact possibly they could have on our payroll calculation. And that gets sort of fed in uh, into our uh, product roadmap. So that's from a compliance uh, uh, perspective. We also talked about employee experience, uh, uh, Nick, uh, right from you know being a proactive and a yes. intelligent uh, virtual assistant, how it can also elevate the employee experience by uh, answering some of the queries that they would typically call up the help desk and uh, you know uh, try and sure. seek for it. So it's, it's giving a lot more autonomy, a lot more power, a uh, lot more transparency uh, to the employees and thereby uh, elevating their entire employee experience. Uh, the last part that I thought I should touch upon Thanks. is the entire, um, I would say implementation cycle time. Uh, so Nick, uh, when you have an AI engine that can learn from a lot of data, uh, you would see when you are trying to implement a particular uh, uh, a country for any of your customers, uh, based on what you've done in the past for some of your other customers, you can come up with the recommendation that okay, you are in uh, 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 Philippines and uh, you are belonging to the services sector. These are the kind of leaves that are applicable. These are the kind of pay elements that are applicable. These are the kind of grouping that you need to do for your deductions or uh, for your approvals. So the person who's implementing the payroll need not be an expert uh, in that particular area uh, to implement a a very, very mature uh, configuration out there. The system would prompt and help you uh, based on the past usage that it has seen across customers in the relevant industry and the specific geography.
2: It's essentially very, very smart. Let's be honest. It's very smart. What I like though is the first answer you gave is bringing it back to what payroll is really about, which is paying employees accurately, and on time and compliantly. And actually we can talk about all the bells and whistles, which is great, but ultimately the best employee experience is when they don't even know there's a payroll person behind the scenes doing anything at all. They just see their money come in, there's never anything wrong and they're happy. That means there's a pretty good payroll experience in my view. So I love the fact that you brought it straight back to what's really important in payroll, which is paying people on time, accurately and compliantly, which I think was a really smart way of answering, but obviously the intelligence software behind it is also incredible. So Rohit, Rohit, I see that uh, Ramco are a business that very much consider themselves as drivers of disruptive change within the global payroll market space. In fact, I read a brilliant recent white paper produced by Ramco, which was titled Reimagining Payroll in a Digital First World. For those listening, you can access that white paper by just clicking into our episode notes. I've got a direct link to that paper. It's well worth a read. But interestingly, in that paper, you talk about how businesses can really get much better value from payroll if they leverage next-gen disruptive technologies. And it talks a lot of as well about advanced analytics and how they can really add value to the payroll profession. So if I'm a payroll professional reading this white paper and I want to get more immersed in advanced analytics, why can advanced analytics help the payroll professional? And how can they start that process, I guess, from a te- technological perspective?
0: Right. So, um, uh, I think, Nick, if you look at the, traditionally uh, to understand the health of the business, you would look at uh, PNL statements or uh, balance sheet uh, uh, alone. But uh, I guess there are a whole lot of crucial inputs uh, that the payroll data can give you uh, for making much more informed decisions. Uh, and I do believe the analytics on top of the payroll data uh, can provide immense value uh, to an organization. And I would want to break it into two parts uh, on the kind of benefits or interpretation that one can have uh, from analytics around payroll. Uh, the first part would be um, uh, improving your operations itself first. Um, and you know, once you have uh, so much of payroll data going on uh, the cloud um, and the providers having a whole lot of information out there, uh, it's uh, providing real-time uh, a- analytics around Um, the benchmarking data. So as compared to your peers, uh, what's your productivity level in terms of the employees that you are processing, Um, uh, total cost to uh, uh, process payroll, uh, so on and so forth. So those are the kind of levers or data points that can help you fine tune uh, your operations uh, based on the benchmark data that's available. um, Across the payroll providers, the second part is where uh, you can aid the business to take effective decisions. Um, and as we discussed, I think there are a whole lot of um, inferences that you can draw uh, from your payroll data. Right? From uh, is my resource pyramid correct? Do we yeah. have the right mix of employment types—contingent um, uh, labor, regular labor, uh, uh, full-time employees—and um, is there a correlation uh, between the turnover rate of these multiple? Uh, kind of employees, and do we need to do anything about it? Uh, overtime data. Again, a huge information base that you can sort of derive uh, meaningful interpretation uh, from. Should you hire new staff? Uh, should you uh, employ more of contractors uh, to uh, look at your uh, immediate requirements? Um, can I predict the uh, burnout levels? Um, are we uh, having wage parity across uh, uh, the geos? I mean, it's very difficult to maintain it, but a constant check. Um, uh, in an automated fashion around it uh, to keep that wage parity uh, in order, especially in times today when, you know, employee motivation is something that you can't uh, afford to ignore and uh, can't have disgruntled employees sure. uh, who are talking about uh, wage parities and things like that. Uh, and lastly, how are you doing on your compliance across the board? What's the kind of compliance misses or, um, you know, compliance penalties that you you've got through? Uh, as an organization and what do you need to do about it. So I think there are various uh, parameters, A, to improve your efficiency and productivity, B, uh, to help your organizations take much more informed decisions. And all of that is possible because you have so much of data lying out there and uh, so many um, analytics too that can sort of sit on this data and give you this meaningful interpretation.
2: Sounds to me like there's probably a million other things you could do with it as well. Because I put you on the spot there, and you came up with about 20 solutions. But I guess uh, to summarize that, really, it's, it's an exciting time I think for the payroll manager, for the payroll professional, because as you say, we've turned that pyramid upside down. I'm stealing that from you, Rohit. And you know, we're turning it on its head. And actually, there's an opportunity now for payroll professionals to be really strategic, really getting knee deep into the payroll data to help derive value from it that they can add and hopefully help elevate the payroll function to that board level, which I think it needs It needs to get to. And we're working, we're making steps to get there. And technology is certainly helping with that process. My last question for you, Rohit, before we open the vault is with everything we've discussed so far, what does the future of payroll look like from your perspective?
0: Well, uh, you know, this is a vision that we all share um, uh, within our organization. Uh, is that um, you should not even know that you are processing uh, the payroll for any organization till the time uh, you get paid for it. That's the only time that you should know that you're processing the payroll. So (laughs) everything should happen in background without any manual intervention, uh, without um, uh, anybody having to analyze a whole lot of things. And I think we are not far away from it, Nick. Uh, Right from uh, the AI uh, trying to trigger the payroll process on its own, Uh, based on your past patterns to helping you validate it properly, uh, to helping your employee analyze the data properly and giving them meaningful uh, information, helping them with their queries. It's a lot more touchless. So I think the routine payroll operations should go without any noise in a whole lot of uh, automated manner. Uh, And I guess uh, we need the payroll professionals to uh, get the insights uh, and steer uh, the transformation uh, or strategic direction of an organization.
2: Brilliant. Fantastic. We're going to open the vault in just a second, but actually made me maybe think about something there. I spoke to a payroll manager quite recently and there's a there's a bit of a, you know, we talk a lot about the big red button, the big button that the employees that don't really understand payroll think that payroll professionals sit in the office and press a big button and everything gets done. And I know that there's, people get upset about that because the payroll position is incredibly complex and, as we've discussed today, can be incredibly strategic as well. But interestingly, the payroll manager that I spoke to said, it's funny how people get upset about this button analogy because ultimately, isn't that what we're striving towards? Don't we want to get to a point where actually we can just press a button and everything gets done so that we can all focus on the strategic task. We can all focus <laughs> on the value. And I'd never heard it turned on its head like that. This is a payroll individual that said, look, everyone's upset that this is that everyone thinks this is what we do. This is where I want to get payroll to. I want to get payroll to the fact that to the point where we just press a button because then I can focus on all the strategic elements, all the value added pieces, the employee engagement, the, the the hybrid nature of the role that we do in terms of how it integrates with HR and tech and, and finance. And I thought that was a really interesting take that I think Absolutely. mirrors what you were just saying. And actually, maybe we should start embracing that button as something to come in the future. Maybe. I know that won't, that won't wash with everybody. But maybe that's something we should try and strive towards. We're not there yet, for sure. But um, I thought what you said was really interesting. So we're going to open the vault.
1: Entering the vault.
2: Number one, one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll low-hit right now. Embrace the change.
0: Uh, Keep a track of what's happening around you. The change is coming at a very, very fast pace. And if we keep our eyes closed, uh, we'll be in for a surprise. So I think it's very, very important for us to embrace the change and keep... Uh, a very close track of what's happening around you in terms of the technology landscape. You need to be completely
2: head on with it. Fantastic. I'm going to quote one of my favourite films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he says, you know, life moves pretty fast. If you close your eyes for just a second or you blink, you'll miss it. So you've got to stay right on top of it, which I think is fantastic. Question two, if you could get the entire global payroll industry to adopt just one AI or ML improvement right now, what would it be and why?
0: I guess Validations. Uh, and as I said, um, the bottom line for all payroll professional is to make sure that employees are getting paid accurately, correctly and on time. And I guess uh, validation and anomaly uh, engine uh, which can help you eradicate a whole lot of errors uh, is one big thing that I would want to bet on and how we can sort of take that to a whole lot of maturity stage uh, so that there are no errors, uh, though no misses. Um, and no compliance uh, gaps uh, when we are paying to our
2: employees. Fantastic. Well, I should add that Ramco do have a validation detector, don't you? It's something that, that you that you provide as a service, which I think is excellent. Absolutely. That that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, we've kind of touched upon this a little bit in the podcast, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. If you could describe the payroll market space in 2025, we're not that far away, but as we say, technology moves really fast. So three and a half years from now, 2025, what would it look like?
0: Well, I think uh, I would definitely want to buy the argument of your red button. Uh, uh, definitely all the mundane and repetitive tasks um, uh, can definitely be uh, smoothed, uh, ironed out uh, with the use of uh, technology. And I guess we might be focusing much more uh, on an ecosystem around payroll rather than just doing a payroll processing. I would be more uh, inclined to see how can I help my uh, employees plan their financials? Um, How can I help my employees uh, get their payment whenever they want? Uh, Why should I be paying, waiting for a particular frequency to happen? If I've earned it, I might want to get paid within the two days of my earning of that pay uh, uh, check. So I guess how I can look at their demands and then adjust the pay accordingly. Um, How can I have other peripheral uh, ecosystem partners that can help uh, the entire value chain, uh, right from financial wellness uh, to on-demand pay uh, to um, a beautiful employee experience. I guess the focus of all the payroll professionals probably would be creating that ecosystem and leaving the systems uh, to do the operation tasks.
2: I think you've summed that up and actually brought the whole podcast full circle brilliantly. You talked about employee experience, value, mental health, financial wellness the whole holistic process of payroll coming together in the ecosystem. I think it's a fantis, fantastic way to end what has been a really fascinating and interesting conversation today, Rohit. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast. If people are interested in finding out more about Ramco or indeed if they want to connect with yourself, where can I direct them?
0: They can just uh, drop us a mail at contact
2: at ramco.com fantastic and I will of course put the website in the episode notes if you want to find out more about Ramco please go to the episode notes you can find their website there you can request a demo if you're interested in the software you can connect with Rohit on LinkedIn and of course you can read that wonderful white paper which is well worth the read uh, straight to the episode notes so please do check those sites out they are fantastic and of course please remember if you have a global payroll related vacancy that you need some support with give myself a call give one of my team a call uh, you can get me at nick at or call the team on O1. 727 just leads me to say a huge thank you Rohit from Ramco, uh, Ramco for joining me today on what has been a fascinating payroll podcast for the start of National Payroll Week it's a celebration here so uh, it's a wonderful that you've been able to join me Rohit thank you so much
0: thank you so much Nick for having me here it was a fantastic session that I thoroughly enjoyed and I'm looking forward to many more along with you Nick
2: me too my absolute pleasure thank you Rohit All the best.
0: thank you bye bye
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.